Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Deaf Thing podcast with you, your hosts, Nicola and Sean. So Sean, tell us what topic do we, are we going to talk about today? Well, the title that I have here is how to learn web and mobile development simultaneously. And I think you could flip that around and say front end and mobile or any two major types of technology at the same time. Would you agree? Yeah, sure. We could uh, frame it like that. Yeah, but that's too long of a title. So we're going to go with web and mobile. So how to learn them simultaneously. What is your immediate reaction to that? Immediate reaction is laughter laughter followed by tears and the answer, no, you don't. What about you? Yeah, I agree. And I think we probably will have the same reason. And it's mostly in my simple terms. They are very similar, two very different ways of doing almost exactly the same thing. So you're going to have to learn both the hows of each with the concepts that are standard between the two. So you're forcing yourself to learn everything twice. You're working twice as hard. Not only that, but given the fact and the pace of how things are moving these days, in order to kind of like keep on top of things, you really have to put some really serious hours into all of this. And, you know, in general, so, okay, why is my stance like this? Well, here's the thing is way better to be a big fish in a small pond than a, you know, small fish in a big pond. And what I mean by this is you should actually specialize, specialize in some, you know, technology and be the best, best of the best in that technology. That's, you know, my take on it. So does that mean you are anti the idea of a full stack developer? We both agreed that that thing is just, you know, that we had a laugh, you know, the other day where we basically agreed that being a full stack is just, you know, paying less for multiple uh, roles, actually. So, but, but, and here's the big but, uh, is it a useful skill? Yes. Definitely. But are you going to be the best in all of the areas? Honestly, the chances are not so high. But being able to code something for from the back end, code something, you know, a simple web app or something, and actually make an actual app so that you yourself know how to do it, that actually is valuable because you put yourself in a position where you basically know how the whole process works. So, you know, if you know how something works like this, you literally can do it yourself. Then on top of that, if you go and specialize in, let's say, one of them, you can be a very valuable employee. That's, you know, what I think. And also, you may not be able to predict which one you'll really be better at or which one you'll really really enjoy more. And I think they really go together. I don't think that you're going to suddenly discover you really prefer one, but you suck at it. And you're much better at the other one, but you don't like it because I think they will tend to converge or one will cause the other. Yeah, awesome. You could, you know, probably maybe realize that, you know, back in the day you did some C or whatever. And ever since that, you were in the web and whatnot. And now, you know, this whole cool Golang, whatever, and you try it, you give it a go and you're like, wow, I love this thing. And whoa, 
take a look at that. Now you're going to be developing backend stuff, right? Sure. And actually, that's a, a good prerequisite for even having this conversation is, what is the intended audience? Are you talking about a technical person, maybe their tech support, QA, a programmer in some other way that hasn't done any of these things and they're looking to start doing it professionally for the first time or for someone who's maybe working in a completely unrelated field who thinks they might want to get into programming as a career because they think it's a good opportunity. So honestly, this is definitely for beginners and here's why. If you take the time to master something by something I mean, for example, in some, some language, you master it, like literally you know the ins and outs of it. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to have to learn some new language or even better, you will want to learn something new and here's what will happen. You will literally learn it way faster and then the third one, the fourth thing, you know, whatever, you're just going to be able to learn things faster. And here's the thing, as you progress in your career, at some point, being the specialist will definitely not be the best thing to do. At that point, you will want to generalize, become a so-called generalist. And as you're, you know, moving up the rank, basically, because you will want to know how not maybe specifically things are done exactly, but you will want to know how some things are done so that, you know, if you're managing someone, he doesn't tell you, oh, you know what, that task oh, is going to take me, you know, a month. Whereas you'll be like, dude, back in the day, I used to do this, you know, in two days. So what's up? Well, I think that really depends on the size of the company you're in. For example, in a small company or a startup, you need generalists because you can't afford the specialists. You'd need to have 10 times as much staff. But in a much more mature company, you definitely need specialists because the generalists have no idea how deep certain things go. Like, for example, in a really small company, you might have the backend developer write a report. And in a bigger company, you might actually have a full-time data science person whose job it is to generate reports which have way more depth than the kind of thing that just your average developer would dump out. Yes, I agree. And here's actually another angle that we can look at this, why specialization is good. So we've talked about why blogging is good for you. And here's the thing. So what if you specialize in some, you know, totally some language or even some, you know, kind of like a subset of your language that you're writing about, blogging about, people will come across your content because, you know, you literally know everything there is to know about it. And as we talked, the more you write, the better you become. And, you know, there's that. Someone will think of you as an expert in that particular area, which we all agree it's always a good thing, right? It is. And we also agreed that it will help you learn. So I don't think there's anyone that knows 100% of anything about anything. So you, when you, the way you describe mastery, I think, is always the goal. But I don't think anyone actually really gets there. Like even the person who invents a programming language will not be an expert in all the ways that people will choose to use it because there are many things they will never think of in their lifetime that someone new to the language might try. Yeah, definitely. And like, honestly, in this whole knowledge work kind of space, you literally should be vested in the idea of lifelong learning. Like you really should. 
Yeah, I think that should be a given for any of this stuff. And I guess we kind of talked about it before, so I don't want to go too deep into it. But if you think that programming is a good job because they make a lot of money or even just because there are, there's a lot of demand for it and there's not a lot of demand for other things you're interested in, if you don't find that it's something that you feel like you need to do, then it's probably not for you. That isn't to discourage someone from getting started. And when you first start something, it will be very hard and it'll be very discouraging. So I'm not saying if you don't immediately get it and fall in love with it, it's not for you. But if you get to the point where you're doing it, even if you're doing it at a junior level professionally, and all you want to do at the end of the day is turn off your computer and not look at code, then it's probably not the best career for you. Yeah, definitely. But here's a sad fact. There are a lot of situations like that. But anyways, not to drag this one onward to kind of like summarize, should you learn them simultaneously? Nope. What should you do? You should specialize and take it from there, then expand. Because again, you will find that it's way easier and you will grasp new things way faster if you have a sound knowledge of one particular thing where you started. And as always, have a project before you start. That may help you pick which of the two you want to start with, and then you won't just be floundering around. You'll actually be trying to build something that works. Awesome. And like a last remark, it's way better to have two projects done than 10 started and not finished. True. Excellent. Okay, awesome. Short episode, but I hope you guys like it. So till next time, see you guys. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the DevThink Podcast. To reach us for comments, show suggestions, and other feedback, contact us at info at devthink. That's D-E-V-T-H dot I-N-K. Our intro music is by Rupa Deadweiler. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. 